back. Yeah, yeah. Straight to the facts Fuckers they saying I put the whole hood on the map Bitch you ain't shit but a net My bitch do it all I'm Gucci I'm good where I'm at I used to sleep in a trap That's why I had cheese But I want not fucking with rats Flexing on live Get the drop Pull up take a shit You should have been quicker than that They want us dead or in jail Can't handle the pressure Cause they know we live like that Ain't shit but a rack your name How long you been out here You supposed to be richer than that Designer, designer, designer Watch where you stepping Little nigga I'm dripping in that Faster than me I can tell you ain't hitting it right She supposed to be thicker than that What up, what up We back is the Straight Facts Podcast. I'm your host, Mac. Ted on the mic. Yes, sir. We back, man. EP2 Part 2, man. You know, the street's been buzzing. I keep saying you know. <laughs> That's it. the lingo. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but but yeah. not, you know, the, the street's been going crazy. Yeah, man. The street's been buzzing. Um, a lot of people have been talking since we um, dropped the first, I guess, EP2. Um, good conversation good feedback from everybody we've received i don't think we've ever we've received uh any bad feedback so i think we're doing a great job um the kids that we coach uh they realized it too and they're technically agreeing with us so that's a good thing yeah man like you know kids agreeing we have uh parents and you know so forth reaching out and understanding uh our movements and you know why we decided to move on um, and it's actually lovely, man. And again, I don't want to, I don't want no one to take our words like disrespectful and think we hate in and think like, oh, we, you know, we just on a different, you know, mission to destroy anything. That's nah, not the case. Like definitely not. Definitely not. St. John's is a great place to be. You keep your grades tight. You automatically go to college, you know. You you play some good ball while you're there. Well, you can play ball while you're there. I'm not going to say good because, like I said, I don't agree with the schedule. You're like, I think the schedule is probably like a, it's like, you know, you might as well go play all 1A teams and, and get better bumps sometimes. That's what I think. But, um, you know, there's there's no hate. There's no nothing. We just speak on our truth and, and being heard from, from our truth, man. So. You know, with that being said, we left off with uh, you know, the handshake and and one of our kids and stuff like that, where it was a little salty taste in my mouth and I said I wanted to quit that day. But um to fast forward, man, what what did you feel, man, as far as like the favoritism and because you know, you the DC, right? So yeah, I I understand, I'm pretty sure that you guys had conversations that me and him didn't have because I did, like I said, I didn't want the responsibility. Right. So, like, give me that line. Let me do what I do with the line. People that know me know, like, hey, I coach some very good linemen. Do I know everything? Nah, but I know that my linemen ain't going to be getting my quarterback killed. So, um, so, so what favoritism have, you know, or did you receive that you hear that you combated against? And, you know, what's up with you with that? Yeah, man. Um, you know, the favoritism – was big for me and I'm I'm the type where I don't do the favoritism stuff. Um I get it as coaches, as people we like we have our favorite players, we have our favorite people. Um but I learned early when dealing with kids, especially, you know, this generation, you have to be fair across the board, right? Talent might not always be the same, but the way you treat people should be the same, regardless of who it is. 
I always stand by this. You treat the CEO the same way you treat the janitor, right? It's no difference just because one person has this rank or lower rank or whatever it is, you treat them the same. Um, so just so, so as, as a defensive coordinator, um, it was a lot of favoritism that I realized. And the way I was doing it was, you know, kids got rewarded based on performance Monday through Thursday, but from a head coaching standpoint, he was doing it as in, man, you had a kid who didn't practice all week, but you want me to start that kid. Yeah. How does that happen? How do I trust somebody who hasn't given me as a coordinator everything I'm I ask for? And I'm not asking for a lot. I'm just ask, I'm asking the same every player the same thing. How you how do you expect me to go Monday through Thursday, not having a kid? A kid talking about his hip hurts, he can't run extra sprints, or he can't run the sprints that everybody else is running. Um, you're telling him to sit out of certain periods, and then you expect me to play him on Friday. You get what I'm saying? So I think that was like the biggest thing for me, and that's why I'm not there no more because it came down to the end of the season where it was like, okay, we were talking about end of season awards, and you nominate a kid who wasn't the best player on the defense for a first-team all-defensive award. How does that make sense? Then the excuse mm -hmm. is, oh, it's Frederick County who voted. No, we know. I know how voting goes. I know who puts the name in. You get what I'm saying? So we, you talking about you giving the nod to this guy. And when you look at stats, I'm talking, look, at, you could pull up the stats, kid for kid. The kid who got that first team nod plays the same position as the kid who was the best player on the defense after the best player got hurt. But he was the best player on the defense, better stats, and you don't give him that nod for first team. And I just thought that was so disrespectful. And I knew why the other kid got it. I knew his father was, you know, you would cool his father and you didn't want him to transfer out. But that's not how you do business. That's not how you treat people. If you reward kids based on their performance, you can't. And I get it. If you want to give him a first team nod, fine. But also give the other kid who performed better in every stat, every category, every stat category and played lesser games and still had more tackles, you give him a first-team nod as well. But I think yeah, that... You're right, right, you're right about that. You, you know, you're definitely right. Um, right. I think I think that I think that did have a, a salty taste in a lot of people's mouths. And, you know, speaking of, like, him being cool with, like, certain parents and things like that and having, like, the little favoritism and things, what, what I want to put out there and want people to make sure that they're understanding when they're listening to us, when we, when we're being blatantly honest, this kid could have had the potential if he wasn't being babysat. Right. No doubt. Right? Like this is a kid that, yeah, he has good size. He has, he, he could have, like, we could have pushed him to be more, but once you are, sitting in the comfortable zone and you ain't got to run hundreds with most of the people and you can still play on that, you know, on that thing, you get set in a comfortable position. Right. So I think the that coach just made that kid comfortable and he stayed comfortable through the whole season. Now this season, because, you know, he was in my inbox. He had some things to say. And this season I'm going to put this out there. I'm challenging him to see what he does. I want him to get out of his comfort zone, get out his box. Because number one, I recruited you, bro. You didn't have no tape. You had a little bit of tape, like two, two, three clips. Man. So I'm going off of what I see, what I know I can coach. 
your body physique, like things like that. And I know you can be a dog, but that that coach gotta not babysit him. He gotta let the wolves eat. Yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, it's just one of the uh I guess one of those things where it's like when you're inexperienced or when you just don't know, you tend to do it and I get it, but it's you know, a kid is playing bad in a game and you're telling the coordinator he can't bench him because we're gonna lose him because his father I'm, that doesn't hey dude, that doesn't I was help about to get back in Tito's car right drive an hour and something honestly that home, game I, I think I was I'm done after that the second quarter when he said that right I was that done time. after that game and really, it's crazy but... because you wasn't even talking about benching him for the whole thing exactly you him to come out out the game wrong, teach him so he can get back in the game. Right, it was just like, it was, it was to get him out. It was it was it was it, it was halftime. It was to get him out and for me <laughs> to explain everything to him. And basically, when he said that in my head, I'm like, so we're you're risking the team's performance for a kid who is not playing well. Um, I don't think any coach on any level is yeah. gonna make that move. You get what I'm saying? Like you have to bench kids. You have to be able to sit kids that are not playing right. So he was like, well, we could bench. We can't bench him because we're gonna lose him. But you could bench the other kid who's playing well. How does that work? Yeah, Might benching playing, another kid playing who's playing good. well when you have a kid and all week the kid cried talking about he wants to play linebacker. Put him at linebacker. He was awful. Read steps were not there. Everything. So it's it's one of those things where again it's not the kid, right? I put you in your natural position. Your natural position is not linebacker. I'm sorry to say it's just a defensive end handing the dirt everything. Yeah. But again, you know, kids are gonna cry. His parents called the coach, the head coach, head coach, talking about playing him. Yeah, I was like, okay, I'll give him a try. Give him a try. The first few plays, I think they broke a run on him. I was like, no, nah, I can't do it. Because at that point, if if you're gonna make those kind of decisions, then I'm gonna just let you coach the team. I'm gonna let you coach the defense, which you you don't know the defense, but I'll just let you do whatever. Because at this point, I'm not gonna risk my name and getting a fifty point put on me. And it's like, okay. Well, the defense coordinator, what did he do, right? So it was, yeah. it was one of those things where I was just like, you know what, I'm done. Did you guys have a lot of conversation about that, though? Like, Yeah, I mean. Something dude, like, was this like like pregame for you guys that you guys talked pregame or? Nah, like, not really. Like? I mean, because dude didn't really know anything about the system. I, you know, it's just keeping it 100. He doesn't know anything about the system. So it was more so, I mean, he talked about that kid. It was really all about that kid talking about, well, he got Maryland and LSU looking at him. So we can't, I'm like, that doesn't help our team, right? Yeah. It doesn't help our team. That Maryland and LSU looking at somebody, they're not going to offer you if you're not playing good, if your tape doesn't stand out. And, and honestly, I mean, look at it now. Where's the Maryland or LSU offer, right? I'm still yeah. waiting, right? Yeah. And there's no knock to that kid. It's just a knock to an adult. I guess enabling bad behavior. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, that, really game, that game was horrible, man. Like, yeah, super awful. We couldn't make, like, we made adjustments and things like that, but it, it baffled me that he was willing to bench someone who was doing good, other than to pull someone from the game because he didn't want them to transfer from a school right. to get coached up. And right. if we keep these kids with these attitudes, man, and they keep doing the same thing, then when they get to a college, bro, it's gonna be bad. Like you think you're gonna go on the train, like you talking about that, transfer man. portal. You talking about you talking about 
you talking about bad in college? Come on, college coaches don't deal with none of that. You know what I'm saying? They, the moment you do that or you're playing bad, they pull you. Like if you have bad behavior, bad body attitude, man, you're gone, right? Because yeah. you got to remember, college coaches coach to pay their mortgages. High school coaches we do it for the love of the game. Not that college coaches don't love it, but you see how sure, then, then, then college, he then, then he texts right? you that. That's his livelihood, that coaching Oh, job. yeah, he texted me talking about that's his livelihood. So, uh, I mean, we so could, should understand, right? Right, we talk about that where it's like, <laughs> dude, text So, I mean, I I could keep going, but that's that part yeah. is going to come out at a certain point where it's like, when I finally decided I was going to be done. Actually, I decided that I was going to come back for another year, right? Because he was pressing. He was asking me and Ted on multiple occasions. I'm like, I already told you I'm coming back. This is after the season. I mean, we just had a six and what six and four season. Yeah, six first and winning four, season yeah. in a while at the place. Four. So we're like, you know, at first I was like, you know, I'm dealing with all this disrespect from the offensive coordinator, and then all the favoritism stuff that I'm seeing going around, and just it was bad. And I, my son, obviously my son was on the way, and I had it. I, you know, I was making that decision of if I wanted to come back or not. And at first, I said, you know what? I, let me think about it. Got a couple uh, offers in. They offered me the Wheaton High School head coaching job. I turned it down. Um, offered me a couple position coaches, coaching jobs out there. I was like, you know what? I'll just chill. Um, so I ended up saying, you know what? I'll go back to St. John's. Then he asked me again. And I was like, why are you asking me and Ted the question? We already answered. We already said we're coming back. Yeah. But we ended up answering it. And then the conversation, you know, moved on to recruiting, right? We started thinking about, okay, how do we want to recruit? And one thing about me, I'm going to keep it 100. I coach a varsity team. I'm not coaching the JV team. So I always said it. I can't win with freshmen. I can't win football games on varsity with freshmen. So I don't know if he took that um, in a negative way or what, but whatever it was, it was. Um, also said, look, I'm coming back, but offensively we have to do something else, right? We have to get better. It's yeah. no possible way we have the fifth-ranked defense in the entire MIAA, and we have the dead to last worst, terrible, every word I could use offense in the MIAA, right? We couldn't do it. So I knew that was going to ruffle his feathers a little bit because Browning is, quote, unquote, his mentor. And, you know, he just, from all my experiences with him in the in the year or whatever, the season, I knew he wasn't going to stand up to Browning or tell him, like, look, you have to get better, right? He'll do with anybody else but Browning, right? So yeah. I knew he wasn't going to keep it a buck with Browning. So um, that right there, once I said that, I think I seen a switch uh -huh. uh, in the way he started moving. And then obviously it came to that day where it was he sent me that text in the morning talking about you have a defensive practice with the kids on a Saturday. I'm like, bro, I have a kid on the way. Do you think – I don't want to spend time with my pregnant wife on a Saturday. Why would I even be working out with kids that you get what I'm saying? Like, come on now. So obviously he started saying some disrespectful stuff that I'm not even going to read because I just don't even want to get into it. Yeah. So I ended up giving him a call and he just started rambling and he was like, are you trying to cover yourself? I'm like, bro, it's high school football. What do I care about this shit for? Um, you know, I'm doing this journey to help the kids. I'm not doing this for me. And he, that's when he, obviously, he sent the text, Ted is talking about, talking about it's his livelihood and this is how he feeds his family. And I was like, bro, you're, 
But that's the thing. He don't get it, man. He's actually for be there. Like, I took off work plenty of times. Right. I did this. Right. Thing. Like, you know, I have livelihood, too, my brother. Hey, like, exactly. anybody, you, hey. you ain't going to come feed my family if my family need to do things and take my family on trips. Like, man, what? Hey. Doing that. And bro, talking right. about, he started talking about, you know, um, uh, players were complaining about Ted not being there. Mind you, Ted is a police officer in Montgomery County, right? Um, but still, sacrifices, coming from Silver Spring, he sacrifices his work hours, sacrifices the hours he has to, he could have spent with his kids just to be there every day. It was no possible way that Ted wasn't there 80%, 85% of the time. You get what I'm saying? But to to Mar, he was like, the kids were like, Ted, were not, Ted was not there. Um, the, the kids never knew anything, blah, blah, blah. He ended up saying, you know, the parent parents were complaining about the way I was coaching their kids. Mind you, I know what parents talking about. He was yeah. like, yeah, complain. I'm like, what? So that's the thing, he, though. You know, most of that was his fault. Because yeah, what did he do? That? He did at right. the beginning of the season was change the schedule. Exactly. So when Taylor he to there, Browning. Exactly. I mean, everything was favored <laughs> to that one person. You know, and that's he what it was. That, like, when you he know. said that, I think I made that decision. I was like, look, man. I sent him the text. I was like, dog, I'm done. Like, I can't do this constant disrespect. I can't feel like, you know what I'm saying? I don't, sorry if y'all hear the baby crying in the back too. Um, I was like, man, I just can't do the constant disrespect. Um, I can't keep going like this. So I was like, yeah, I'm gonna step away. Um, and basically that's the reason why I stepped away because I just couldn't do it with a grown man making excuses for other grown people or a grown man spoon feeding one parent and one kid and I, i'm like you're not gonna yeah. do that like, that's not how it works like i'm always gonna be vocal about stuff that's wrong you know what i'm saying i'm yeah. always gonna be vocal about that it's just it, it it doesn't make sense um it's it's a bad mentality to have it's a bad mentality to teach teenagers because again we're thinking about these kids now but in a, a year or two they're gonna be grown men making grown decisions in college by themselves so what do you tell that kid your college coach is going to spoon feed you? No, that's not how the world works. I'm going to give you real, just like my college coaches gave me real. And I mean, the world is not going to treat you like that. So don't expect me to do that for you. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Some people, some people ain't, some people always been spoon fed, man. Yeah, so, it's all this participation. Is there, and, 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 and I'm not trying to say he's spoon fed and I don't want to take it that way. Like the coach is spoon fed. I'm just saying like some people I, I mean, I, haven't I, been I, through the same adversities. I'll keep it. I'll keep it a hundred. I keep it a hundred. He spoon fed him. You know what I'm saying? Spoon fed him awards. You know what I'm saying? So it's well, yeah, like, I mean the kids, yeah. Yeah, kid, the yeah, kid, yeah, right. Yeah, Gave him yeah, awards yeah, and no. everything. Yeah, so it's like fed some kids there. Right. And, you don't do that. Kids hit us in the inbox, you know. Kids hit our kids hit our inbox after the second episode and said, I seen that. I yeah. seen this. Like their the team see it. And once right. the team starts seeing it, dude, they just there to play football. And when they leave, they gone. They ain't gonna have really no connection with you. Like, you if you if they see that you're playing a kid more who don't come to practice, who don't got their schoolwork done, who's not practicing, who's not doing nothing, and then you're playing this kid, and then they're not getting a lot of time. Like, you lose the – like they say, you lose the locker room, right? Once you lose the locker room as a coach, you don't have anything. Yep. And like and, I said, it was more so – deflecting um what the initial problem was it was a lot of deflecting a lot of putting making oh, yeah. making it seem like other people were the problem with i mean we all knew who the problem was right we knew what the issue why we didn't win a championship 
at that place, right? We knew why we won six games. If offense just does their thing, if that person who you claim is your mentor or who has been to all these places, if he just coaches, maybe we win eight games, 10 games. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, pull up the tape and pull up the stats. You see it. It's no one game offense didn't, offense showed up, that defense didn't show up. Never happened. It would have been great and to I win hate, the MIAAC division, right. man. <laughs> I hate having to talk yeah. about it like this because, you know, football is one of those games where, yeah, you might never have offense and defense going at the same time unless you're just a great team. But it's bad when defense – I mean, we're we're doing everything. We're holding everybody down to under 12 points a game, and we still can't win games. Yeah. I mean, look at the second game of the season. Th- that team – Ran the ball so much that I wish they scored 80 points just for me to prove that, you know what, it was defensive for. But defense gets the ball back with a chance to win the game. Offense blows it. Same thing for Annapolis area Christian. The first game over there, it was a Saturday game. Yep. They beat us 13-7. Defense was holding them. The game was 7-6 all game. Give you the ball twice inside the five-yard line and you can't score. You know what I'm saying? So things like that just throw things off. And, again, I've been around Maryland high school football for a long time and I know how it is. I'm not saying I'm the greatest out here, but if you you could put my defensive resume against the best of the best and those games, yeah, the big games, we're going to show up, but I just need, I needed the other side to show up and I was so vocal about it at the end that going into next year, we had to do it and I knew, I again, I knew he wasn't going to make that move, but I, yeah. I was hoping to force his hand for him to make that move as in we got to get better. You know what I'm saying? We have well, to get and better. And that's what I, and you know, we had a meeting. So like for me, we had a couple, we had a couple things that led me to leave. And I was actually going to leave before you even left. And, you know, we actually ended up leaving at the same time. Like I said, the one thing was the handshake, which I didn't agree with the awards and how he had favoritism. I didn't agree with um, the way he let one coach particularly talk, you know, and, and when we come to him as a head coach to um, to handle the problem, he was like, oh, that's just how he is, you know, making the excuses. Right. But, you know, not to go dabble backwards, but for me, it was when we had the coaches meeting and what? he's never on there. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What coaches meeting? <laughs> so, people, hold on. Let me, let, me, let me break this down for the people. Let me break this down for the people because – a lot of people might not know. I don't think everybody, you know, we got to assume our audience are not all football people. So we got to break it down, right? When you're on a football coaching staff, yeah. first things first, the most important thing about coaching is you have to have player meetings and coaches meetings. Your coaches meetings help you get organized. Yep. Throughout the season, we didn't have not one coaches meeting. Defensively, I had coaches meetings with my coaches, my defensive guys. As a staff, we never had meeting so when we have problems how do you expect those problems to get resolved if men can't sit and talk right so Mm -hmm. that was our whole thing was like yo we gotta have coaches meeting so when we have this quote-unquote end of year coaches meeting we're thinking every coach who was on the staff or it's gonna be on the staff is gonna be there but sadly his quote-unquote mentor couldn't make it but he was pressing me and ted and other guys to be at a banquet Oh like, yeah! How does that happen? How are you pressing <laughs> us to be at a banquet? The, the offensive coordinator guy. at the banquet. Exactly. Talk I mean, about team. Good. Talk about team morale, huh? Yeah, and talk about <laughs> leadership. Because again, like I said, every even 
McDonald's. Shit, I left my daughter's birthday party early. Bro, McDonald's has team meetings with their staff. I don't care what company you work for. You can work for uh, Deloitte, JB Hunt, um, the Metro, the hey. taxi driver union, Amazon. Everybody has, meetings, man. Everybody has that roll have, call, man. Yeah, you need you need your your weekly meetings. And it, it, again, I, I told him I was like, look, it could just be a check in. It could be like, hey, everybody good? We we're, we're straight as a staff. All right, cool. See you yeah. next week. Or you know what I'm saying? That's all you need. You, as a head coach, you need to do that. As a CEO, you need to do that, right? That's just how life works. And it's the same thing in your household. You should be able to interact with your significant other or your kids on what's going on at least once a week. Yeah, you yeah. you know, fathers, we got to do it every day. I mean, every I, day, I expect yeah. it to happen every day, but at least once a week, take time out and ask everybody in your household, everything good? Is there something we all got to talk about? All right, cool. If not, let's keep it moving. Back to regular programming. You know, life happens. Yeah, but like I was saying, man, like the reason I left is um, when we had the little meeting, you know, we ain't going to call it a coach's meeting. We're going we're gonna to call it a little meeting. It was sit down. Like just me, you. He didn't even hit Quan up to get Quan on the drink, right? Uh-huh. So it was just me and you and him on the phone. We talking. And then, you know, the whole season when we had the the end of the season phone conversation you know it was me you Quan, he informed us like brownie didn't want to be oc no more he's getting too right. old blah 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 and i was like look i like to apply for the position i sent a multiple text message like y'all like to take an interview for the position i ain't telling you give me the position i ain't telling you do nothing man let me interview for the position i was there last year um and I seen what we have. I know what we can do. I know what the quarterback can do. I know what our running backs can do. I know what Grayson can do. Like I know what my I know what the strength of my line's gonna be. Like I was there, right? So I can already be prepared for that. And if Browning wanted to help out or whatever, then cool, you can help out, man. Let's keep it intact. If he didn't want to play run play calls no more. Because number one, he's an OC with assistance, and he wasn't taking any of the assistance. Uh, recommendations of running the ball. Yeah, no doubt. You had a fucking two-headed monster back there with with Drew and um, other youngin, and didn't even and, and like we barely got Drew a thousand yards. That's a kid yeah. that should have and 16, some to, to, to Drew, man. Shout out to Drew because that kid scored a touchdown in every single game we played. Every game, and uh, then we stopped running. And hey, then you know the funniest then, moment though, not not to cut you off, but the funniest uh, moment is the second to the last game of the season. Um, he's going off. We're trying to get this kid a thousand. He has like seven carries. He has five touchdowns in those oh. seven carries. <laughs> Head coach goes, yeah, we got to take him out because we don't want him hurt. I'm like, yo, the kid's career is about to be over. We don't go to the playoffs in the C conference. <laughs> he has one There's high school C game. Conference left. isn't cared about, bro. One There's high school C game conference left. Don't you're even get his... posted on the MIAA for nothing. You're talking about his kids. <laughs> he's about. He's gonna get hurt. His career, his high school career is about to be over. Let that kid touch the ball as many times as he wants. As he can. But again, Some that's just. wants you with six carries, 300 exactly. yards, touchdowns. You need, they want to see 25 carries, 300 yards, like his durability. And he's definitely durable. That's what I'm saying. And you know, it's but crazy. You can't every... see his durability because we pull him out. Oh, we got to rest him for the next week. Right. We have to do this. Like, dude, this man's a senior. If he can get 2,500 yards, call him Mr. 2,500. Let him get his that's... thing. I would have ran that kid 50 times a game if if need be. But again, it's just it goes with the saying because you know, every after every game, he was like, Yeah, Drew had a great game. 
I voted him for the so-and-so award. I'm like, yo, do you know his kids in the state of Maryland? Hell, it was a kid in Middletown High School who was getting the ball 40 times a game, getting 300 yards and scoring four touchdowns. Touchdown. You think Drew's five carries for 100 whatever yards and five touchdowns compares to that kid's 40 carries? College coaches don't want to see you get five carries. They want to see you be able to get 40 carries because when you get 40 carries, that means you lasted throughout the game. Five yep. carries means, oh, yeah, you just had a couple runs. It might may have been lucky runs, and then they got you out. They want to yep. see, like like Ted said, durability. You you have to be able to last. You have to be able to run the ball multiple times. Because when you go to college, they're not running the ball five times with you. Get ready to get 20 carries plus if you want to be that guy. Yeah. And you should demand That'd it as a running back. You know what I'm saying? Because, again, I, I played that position. And going to college, I played fullback. So I know what the demand is. No running back in college is going gonna, is gonna to be okay getting the ball five times. Five times, that's a that's a drive. Let me get five carries on the first drive. That's all I need. Then yeah, I'm gonna get yeah, going. Yeah. I'm not about yeah, to take man. five carries for a game. And 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 I don't I don't ever think he had a carry for a loss. No, not at all. So he played like seven, I think only seven game. But I mean, like I said though, man, you know, he he we had that meeting and he was saying Brown didn't want to step down, asked for an interview. Then he, he changed up. Like even Quan, everybody seen it. Like well, he changed up and was like, "Oh, um, uh, you know, Brownie didn't say he didn't want to coach no more and didn't want to do this and do that." Right. And, you know, to fast forward again, we have another call, which is me, you, and him. We're like, yeah, I think you know you should stay on the defense with Mac. I have all these interviews coming in. I don't know who I'm going to have. Um, all these OC guys, and I'm saying like, dog, I'm texting like, yo, can I get an interview? I done sit my playbook to like four or five different people. And it was like, I'm damn, a, like, I'm a guy yeah, begging, good right here. Like begging for interviews, get and, the interview. And, and one thing that always I was going to quit. Was, I was going to quit on that strength that I didn't right. even get an interview. I was gonna one, thing that, one thing that always killed me was he was always like, yeah, you know, we got this guy who used to coach for the Cleveland Browns and like, <laughs> Stop. accolade whore. Yeah. You know, when you, when you've never been that guy, Oh, yeah, you, you, you you tend to look at things like that, like, oh, he was with the Cleveland Browns. You don't even think about if he was with the Cleveland Browns, why is he coaching high school football? Because to all my college and NFL guys, I mean, some of them, you know, you go back down. But yeah. when you're a top guy at that level, you stay there. Again, just like Brownie, he was like Brownie was at Iowa State. So Erdenborough, why isn't he there now? Because he wasn't good enough. That's the truth. Truth be told, he wasn't good enough. So if you're going to brag about somebody coaching a C-conference team, you're talking about he was a Cleveland Browns? Come on, man. Stop. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. Like I, I said, played high-level football. Man. You didn't. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's just different. truth be told. I, I know this thing. So don't think you could brag about where somebody has been to make it sound legit. Like, we know what it is. You know what I'm saying? You're yeah. not bring out no name and just put Google, up. What they say? Hacking. Google me, baby. Google don't lie. Google don't lie. We, hey, we put them Google, we put them names in the Google. It's like three Google, and eight, two man. and eight. Google YouTube. What? Rank the rank the 80-something coaching in Maryland, but they the man. top coach in Maryland. I'm like, man, man bro, you ain't even touched the top 20 yet. Right. But, That's what I'm know, saying. Some, some people have their own own things that get them off per se you know what i mean that's just uh -huh. like, oh wow i'm the you know i do this i got that and you know but again man i was gonna quit when that happened um anyway and it just solidified myself with that text message as far as you know being 
you know, just being disrespectful without having the whole story. Like, right. One kid want to work out, man, and that kid trying to get better. Why are you stopping this kid, Sean? Yeah, no like, doubt. We can't, we, ain't, we can't take this kid to another school because if truthfully, if this kid is watching this thing, I think he should go to St. James up in Hagerstown and go ball out and go get a D1 scholarship. Man, you you talking about kids. kids and, and that kid know who he is. Kids, kids go to any school. Quincy Orchard is calling. You know, you know Oakdale's there. Like, Frederick's go there. Go play with some dogs because at the end of the day, exactly. you realize it. It's, you know, you dogs, you're going to be a dog. When you're like around this, puppies, this, you're going to be a puppy. You got a banner. You got you got other kids. Listen, they have kids on that team that can go anywhere else and take a starter position. Exactly. Anybody in public school. Right. And and again, man, like I said, my playbook was tailored to the QB that was there. I wasn't looking for no new QB, and I wasn't going around to the teammates telling them that I got this new QB coming in to replace a QB. Because at the end of the day, man, to me, that's some bitch shit. Yep. That for at the end of, like it's some bitch shit. You talking about youth kids? How you trying to replace them instead of coaching them up? Yep. So like that, like man, that kid, that quarterback can go to any high school right now and start. No doubt. That quarterback ain't gonna be good if all the fuck you doing is patting goes and warm ups. <laughs> we ain't running no slants to get him nope. on time nope. with his wide receivers. You ain't yeah. running no five and outs to get him on time with wide receivers. No quick game. No, post. no quick game. No, no levels. No nothing. nothing. No no concept. Respect this kid. You know we this kid we, succeeded on his own, man. Hey, I tell you what, that kid doesn't even right now. The kid doesn't know how to read a defense, and he was asking me all year to teach him. So if yeah. the OC can't teach him how to recognize a defense, come on now. But again, oh, like yeah. I said, it's just it, it was no it was no flow. It was no fluid flow. Um, we had a guy who thought he knew what he was doing offensively, who didn't know. It was proven. Um, hey, and that guy's not even there no more. From what I'm hearing, he's not even yeah, he's not even around the team coaching the the. He's finding his, he's, he's his ear though. He got him a job <laughs> in the school, so he ain't. Nah, know. from my understanding, he ain't gonna be there after this year. I don't no. know, man. You know, the streets talk, man. But talking, you know, it could just be talk, but we'll see. From my no, understanding, nah, man. You know, he, I he, think you know, Dean and students may be changing. It might be gone. Yeah, I don't understand. Know. This is and this is my biggest thing before we close out of here, man, is I don't understand how we have two coaches in the school have four or five kids ineligible at the end of the season. Yep. I'm a definitely I'm gonna definitely let y'all figure that out, man. <laughs> it's bad. It's bad when like, you have study, more, you have study hall every day and you have kids still every family. day we got study hall. That means I, I it, I'm not a genius. Just to let y'all know, I'm, I might be getting a PhD, but I'm not no genius. I I'm a policy guy, so I'm I don't know anything about. I mean, I know anything about study hall and how it translates, but I know how life works. If I do something every day, it shouldn't be no way that I don't get a result out of it, right? If I go to study hall every day, those kids should get results out of it because you should what be. Able it, to but that's I you know, ain't I ain't book smart. I'm right, a little smart. I'm street smart, but I ain't no motherfucking dummy, boy. Yeah, all right, that's it. Don't make it just don't add done. up. That math ain't add up to me. But you know, some of the kids that was needed, you know, they they was there. But some of the kids that could have been used to give depth was ineligible, man. So 
again, man, it's it's a lot more. Uh, you know, it's a lot more to these facts. We skipped over a lot of stuff, man. Yeah, no doubt, we definitely I mean, did. We're not even going to dwell on the situation. We're going mm. like you know, just leave it here and and end it just like that. You know, people can read between the lines and put their stories together. If they got questions, you know, they can always hit our inbox with the questions, and we can go on the next the next podcast and address these questions and. You know, things like that. But last thing I'm going to say before we get out of here, man, is shout out to the kids I recruited. Shout out to the whole pipeline. My boy Kevin from the RFL got the all the whole RFL Bears is going up there now. And, you know, all, all the kids that came up to the youth day that I, I brought up there, well, probably over 50-something kids, man. You know, if y'all get up in there, y'all get up to that school, do your thing, ball out. You know, and all the kids, all the seniors, all the upcoming seniors, we watching them stats, man. Ball out, get them scholarships. You know, hopefully we grab them D one bags and and go. I know a couple of them should be getting D one bags, man. If they don't, they've been so short. Yeah, now nah, no doubt. Like I said, I'm gonna you know say a couple of things to wrap it up. Um, I think the biggest thing I gotta say is uh, never let people disrespect you. Never let people make excuses. Um, shout out to SJCP, the administration. Y'all amazing. Keep doing what y'all doing for these kids, especially the kids that look like me and Ted, because we don't have that around. And the yeah. platform and what SJCP has to offer for kids that look like me and Ted is so big because I see the change. Um, I see what y'all doing. And shout out to SJCP because you never know. My, down the line, sometime down the line, I might be back. I just, I can't call it right now, but are you trying to get that head coaching spot? Hey, man, look, I'm going to put it out in the air. I don't know what I might, you know, that will answer. But I'll see y'all. I'll see y'all at some point. Division, man. I'll see y'all at some point. Um, and, we, you know, we're going to get back to this winning ways, man. Um, but I hope y'all like this episode, man. I hope y'all like what we're putting out thus far. Um, again, you know, we always finish with subscribe, like, comment, everything. You know the name is Straight Facts Podcast. Um, on every social media at Stray Facts Pod. Follow us and peace. We out.